Hello there. Thank you for downloading this Starting Up podcast from the 8th of November. And the programme this week focused on Emirati entrepreneurs. We were joined by several new business owners, including the co-founder of an Emirati fintech called Loon and the general manager of a non-profit tour group called Culture Eyes Tourism. Plus, our success story this week is the renowned serial entrepreneur and vlogger, Anas Bukash. He's the co-founder of several businesses, including Chalk Hair Salon, the Simply Sophisticated Fashion Line, and the digital agency Bukash Brothers, among others. As ever, an absolutely fascinating episode of Starting Up. You won't want to miss it. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Virtue Zone, business set up with no regrets. Hello there. Good morning. Welcome back. You are listening to Starting Up on the Agenda. This is our special segment, which aims to encourage wannabe entrepreneurs and to provide advice for prospective business owners. And joining me from Virtue Zone uh, to help to grill our guests this week is Denisa Alex, who is marketing manager for Virtue Zone. Denisa, welcome to the radio. Good I think, morning. Good morning. I think it's your first time on Starting Up with me. Yes, it is. I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you in the studio. Normally you're hosting the green room and making sure that everything goes to plan, uh, but we have subsumed you into the programme now. There is no escape uh, and it's a great pleasure to have you with me. Now the focus on the programme this week is Emirati entrepreneurs and as the government here regularly implements strategies to encourage nationals to start up their own business, it will come as no surprise that we could take our pick from a huge number of inspiring guests. Only last year, as part of the projects of the 50th plan, official announced that Emiratis could take a sabbatical on 50% of their salary to start a business and those over the age of 50 could take early retirement to set up their own company. Now uh, we picked uh, a very inspiring gentleman to come and join us as our first guest and joining me now uh, to talk through why he's chosen uh, an entrepreneurial journey is Mohammed Al-Hajri. He is the founder and general manager of Culturize Tourism, a non-profit social group which provides budget-friendly tours and activities in the United Arab Emirates. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Georgia. It's nice to be here. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to be here. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio. Let's start with with a very simple question. You know, tell me more about your company. How did you start it? Why did you start it? What do you do? Culturized Tourism started uh, in the first place as non-profit group, uh, Meetup and Facebook. It's called UA Explorers to give the people, uh, the residents of the UAE a chance to do activities with authenticity and low budget. Without, like I said, many people who can't afford to do more of traveling or that, they can spend it in domestic, uh, domestically. And we have a lot to see, a lot to find also to blend with other cultures, meet other people. And that's amazing, you know, bring people together. When did you start it? We started in 2015. Oh, wow, you've been going for yes, some time then. Yes, UA Explorer started in 2015 as a non-profit group and it was helpful also from some of my people where like we hosted a lot more than 800 events. We have now more than 8,000 members, registered members. Wow, did you get any help in your startup process? As a business, we have trip. It started from my experience. I worked like for an uh, Al Anzu. I worked also in hotel business and started with Dubai Tourism, which is Madhyaf program for nationalizing the hotels. So I started from there until I reached to be a manager for Armani Hotel. 
Then uh, during the pandemic, I had to volunteer for uh, in the field hospital. Yeah. And wow. So you volunteered in the field hospital. Yes. I visited. Was it the one at World Trade Center? No, uh, yes, that we prepared for it. We helped yeah. to set it up. Also, I was in Warsan. That was before wow. Trade Center. Goodness yes. me. Yes. It was a lot of people who joined from all nationality to help. And that's amazing. So you have to give back to them to help them. Some people even lost their jobs, but they were there. Why don't we help them to provide for them offense, provide for them exertions that they can afford? I love that. So who usually comes on your tours? Everybody, all segments of people who are seeking adventure, authenticity, uh, even during the challenge for me as to promote it to that because some people will be surprised when the price is less. It's only the cost. So we, you don't make, you, you don't charge most, a large amount for now it. I will tell you honestly, I didn't make one dollar. No, actually I spent more money. And the events, then wow. you prepare. <laughs> this is extraordinary. So you're a, you're an entrepreneur, but you're not in it for the cash. I'm trying. When I started this as a company, because I don't have a job anymore since to th- to 2020. Okay? Goodness. Yes. So I moved to this business. I worked with Dubai SME, which is like to say provide us with a program with Dubai uh, uh, Dubai Entrepreneur. Uh, Ship Academy, that was uh, an association with Dubai Tourism, where issued Madhyaf, which is the second part of Madhyaf for nationalizing the sector, is Madhyaf Entrepreneurship. So I was the first last year, six, uh, June 21. Then I registered the company in 2020 as a company to try to provide something to do some cash flow to me to provide for this initiative and move forward. So where do you normally go on these tours? We have a lot of activities. We can do like you say with a weekly example, which is is from the company. It's not just culturize, it's culturize. So we have example, something morning, morning breakfast, which is called multicultural breakfast. So we can do it morning Emirati breakfast. One day we make Filipino breakfast. One day it's like English breakfast to make people join and meet new people doing something and introduce themselves to new culture. Then we have the hikings. We go to all Emirates, Hatta. It's part of Dubai. They are providing us with nice trails, with nice uh, restaurants. Now Hatta Hub is amazing, you know. Then we go to the other Emirates. Sometimes we end up uh, on the empty quarter behind Liwa. For a desert <laughs> safari. And do you have people that literally join you every weekend to go on these types of events? Can I come next weekend, incidentally? It sounds absolutely <laughs> Actually, brilliant. It's, we are doing it this year. We have increased because of the World Cup. We have a lot of visitors who is distracted what they will do in the days without matches. They are not going to Doha for their matches. So actually, it's been launched already in the website. That's uh, hiking every week, every weekend, every, every Saturday. Weekend. Yes. So I'm intrigued. You did mention this is a non-profit. Do you have any other ways of making money on the side? Do you have a full-time job? I'm trying to uh, balance this, mm. at least to gain my weight. That's where I was like to the public now. When we are putting some price, it's the cost to balance You know that. But be uh, sure that there's no high profit in you be less than the market. Uh, everything will be provided, will be authenticity. We will be with you in 24 hours, even if you are outside the country. 
Do you have other staff that you pay to help you with it? Now I have uh, two staff, but it's associated, you know, like that's not in payroll because that's you saw that's non-profit and my family helping. My goodness, so your family help as well. It really is the most, I, I, I always, do you know, last, last week we had, we did a session on, um, on those, on non-profits as well, people who were raising money for charity. And, and, and I was really confused, you know, halfway through the, the program. I was a bit like, but how are you living? What are you living on? How are you, uh, like, and how do you find the drive to press a business on? Like it, you, you can imagine someone starting a volunteering business and it running for a couple of years. And then ultimately the person who runs it, you know, runs out of steam slightly. Actually, yes. But you've been going since 2004. 15 and you still haven't run out of steam it's challenging sometimes people who is coming even to the these events or these exhortions uh, they think uh, okay he's working for me he host he must do everything himself i'm just like sometimes if i'm cooking in the desert i do the cooking myself so at least i just need somebody to sit with me instead when i'm sitting in the fire alone you know yeah but Sometimes um, I find myself with a group where they are just sitting in a side waiting for their food or waiting for that. And that's not the idea of this. They don't understand that the, it's the, supposed the, the, to be the, a community exercise. Yes, it's community You're not exercise. serving them. It, it's, it's friendship. Exactly. So when we are moving to the other side, so we start uh, reducing the numbers who's going in this trip so we can help because people also doesn't know their own strength. Like example, if we said this is difficult hike, I don't want to call the police in one second to send me a helicopter to <laughs> help that. Sometimes I had to, it's happened. No. Realty, I had to carry a woman down the mountain. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I won't be that woman, by the way. Get, I can climb to the top, I promise. No, it's not, it's about it. It's, we always find the trails. That's amazing. And, the governments, whatever, Dubai or other uh, Emirates, they made excellent trails. So stick to your own, you know, knowledge, to your knowledge that, you know, with experts. That's how you do it. So yeah. what are we looking at next? What's next coming for you? Actually, my new idea, that's so, but that's where we will go to the budget wise. Uh, by the way, this is when we're talking about like many people try to come and invest in this business and they refused. And one, because they will take it from its contents, what we actually need, the fission, the, our mission, it will get commercial more than, okay, uh, nobody will say no for the money. It's help, right, to uh, expat. So the next trip now, it's the main actually, but that's why I started this to feel cash flow, is a hostel-wise community. Oh. Ah. Yeah, a hub. Uh-huh. So this uh, hub will be like Emirati house. So many people say, oh, we have hostel. We don't have hostels. People misunderstand the hostel. That's the mm-hmm. investors do. It's like thinking about hostel that in Thailand, party hostel or something. No, we want something like in Jumeirah with nice house, nice that. People in the same time for urban guests, they will have nice heritage village, restaurant, food. They can come. Workers like entrepreneurs can sit there, work all day, sitting in something like people, uh, newcomer to the countries, job seekers. They can come and stay there with, uh, you know, budget friendly 
residence. So. Sounds like an absolutely wonderful idea. And it's been a great pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank really you appreciate it. Thank you really inspirational journey there. Uh, Mohammed Al Hajri, founder and general manager of Culture Eyes Tourism, a non profit social group which provides budget friendly tours and activities right here in the United Arab Emirates. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Virtue Zone, business set up with no regrets. Hello there. Good morning. Welcome back to Starting Up. Uh, you are listening to The Agenda on Dubai 103.8. And now it's time for our special segment, which is designed to inspire you to take the leap and set up your own company. It is uh, time for my favorite feature on the program when we get to meet our starting up success story. And over the next few minutes, we're going to be grilling our guests, but I'm not going to be on my own. I am joined, uh, as ever, in the studio by a Virtue Zone assistant. Uh, joining me today is. Denise Alex, who is marketing manager for Virtue Zone. Thanks for sticking with us, Denise. Very excited to be here. Well, and I'm very excited about our guest today because I'm delighted to say that we're joined by a serial entrepreneur, a man with su- several successful startups under his belt, plus a much watched YouTube series of interviews. But it's making me feel very tense because the tables are turned. Uh, welcome to Anas Bukash. Thank you for joining us, sir. How are you? Hi, good morning. It's lovely to have you in the studio. Uh, and, and a very modest man you are, because I, I in, welcomed you as a serial entrepreneur. And, and you weren't immediately ready to grab that mantle. But you do have several companies under your belt already. Mm. Let's run through them. So because they're quite varied, aren't they? Yeah, very diverse, I would say. And I guess that's what's interesting about us as people. We're very diverse, but people want to put us in, in one box because it's easier to understand. But you're diverse, she's diverse, everybody is. And I think that's the mindset I had of a why not try. So it started, the first startup was, if we're talking about startups, um, was a football one. So we did the first uh, AstroTurf artificial grass football fields in Dubai called Ahdav. And we expanded massively. We, we went from two football pitches to, I think, we reached 28 at some point across oh, wow. the UAE. And then I moved on to the next one, which is Bukhash Brothers, which is currently the mothership. So it's a digital growth agency. So we do digital marketing. Um, after that was a street fashion brand called Buka. And I recently, I'm like, okay, this is too much. I can't. And then we did, um, after that, we did a hair salon called Chalk in Al Sarkal Avenue. And it's a nice unisex, very New York style, lofty hair salon, really cool team. And then I did the show, AB Talks, which is the YouTube show you mentioned. And that's doing great. And then we did something with my brother called Not So Guilty, which is like FNB. So yeah, six in total. Oh, wow. So I'm hearing all of these different businesses and you look quite young to me. 41. How old, how old were you when you started this? Uh, currently 41. I think the first startup was legitimately official. I think I was 30, I don't know, wait, I, I graduated 22, <laughs> probably 28 or 27. Like that's the first as I started, you know, I did, would say. Did you work for a company beforehand? Did yeah, you? Yeah, Georgia, I've, I've had 12 years of corporate, different mm-hmm. corporates, petroleum, um, property development, philanthropy with Dubai Cares, uh, football and the football league, like everything. 
And how did you make that decision to go freelance to basically become an entrepreneur? Did you did you do did you have a side hustle first before mm. you made the transition? Correct. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you had the side hustle and then you were like actually this is where my passion lies. So I did it maybe the more calculated risk way. I didn't completely jump ship as uh, I had my corporate job that was paying my bills but wasn't I wasn't passionate about it. I'm a mechanical engineer by background. Uh, I love how you type and look at me and talk and listen at the same time. Good for you. That's what men can do. We can't do multitasking. Like so the reason why I'm typing at the yeah. same time is it's my secret squirrel way of communicating with Denisa oh, wow. to tell her which, which question she might like to answer so first. Cool. Because Denisa and I haven't presented the show together before. Uh, so this is our new technique of going, no, no, you go next or, or, or I go next. I'm learning. I love how you picked up on that. As yeah, well. instantaneously. Mm. I was and she has to. a big smile. She goes, <laughs> yeah, well, I listen. I, like, can, wow. I listen and type at the same time but um, but it's it's one of those difficult processes because do you know what the funny thing is is the keyboard taps like crazy mm. i reckon you wouldn't notice otherwise i need a secret tapping and then not i could see just, your fingers though you can't oh, okay yeah, yeah. oh no i'd fail so uh, i did it the yeah. easy way not the easy way the more calculated risk way so the first one i mentioned which is the football one was the side hustle yeah and then it started to pick up and i'm like okay if i give this a bit more love and attention it's gonna fly and that's when I made a huge jump and slashed my salary to a quarter maybe of what I was making. I was married at the time and nobody got it. Like everybody's like, are you stupid? What are you doing? You know, um, but it's not easy to make people understand that it's not about the salary. It's about are you even happy? You can make a crazy salary, but are you even enjoying it or being happy? And I think it, this is something I really need. I needed to love what I do. And not many people would understand that, but it was worth the, the decision. Anas Bukash, of course, the star of that much-watched YouTube series, 1.4 million subscribers to hashtag AB Talks, but also a serial entrepreneur. Uh, and, I mean, it's it's fabulous to have you in the studio. We've also got Denisa uh, from Virtue Zone in the studio helping me grill you on exactly how you started your uh, your various startups, at least is it four or five, would you say now? Six. No, I brought it down to four. I'm trying to. You're trying to manage yeah. your time. Well, six is too much. Six Georgia. is too many. Well, oddly enough, that is one of our key questions. You know, how are you managing your time with, with the successful podcast series and with all these mm. companies? How do you structure yourself? I'd say it's a mix of very good discipline, time management, and a great team. More than anything is the team. If you don't have a competent team that relieves you, I think a good KPI or a good uh, criteria to know if you have a good team, it reduces the headaches. If you hire people, but you still have migrants, I mean work migrants or not literal ones, then you're not hiring correctly. The idea of hiring correctly is to relieve and makes you focus on different things. So it took a lot to get a great team, but we do have one. Amazing. I have another question. As an Emirati, have you had any help from an incubator or an accelerator starting your business? The first one, Ahdaf, we worked with Dubai SME. Mm. So they were supportive uh, as much as they could. All the rest of the businesses, we did it on our own. How did you get funding? Did you do that classic startup thing of, you know, friends, family, your own savings? The, the rest, one was started from the villa. So we didn't need much. Uh, and then I think Bukhash Brothers, that's why I called it the mothership earlier. 
it made money and we used some of the money to start up others, literally. And I always push people not to try to get so much money outside as much as you can. If you can do it in-house, it makes you control your equity and your decision-making and all of that. So So how do you direct your focus? Because you've got so much going on and, and it is so varied. How do you pick your next project? Is it purely passion-based or are you thinking about KPIs? Are you thinking about profit? Unfortunately, I don't think too much about profit, which I should, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm very passion-based, but I think I'm also a very realistic person. I think you need to combine something you're really interested and passionate about along with something that you're actually good at. Because a lot of people are passionate about stuff that they're not good at, and that's lack of awareness. So if you can combine that, that you really love it, but you're actually good, then you have a winning formula. You just have to be disciplined and continue And something that you are very good at is the interview series, which is making me feel bizarrely nervous interviewing you because you do have so many sub- subscribers on YouTube for hashtag AB Talks. Now, that started reasonably late after you'd started several businesses. Why did you decide to go into ultimately social media, ultimately into into being a host? Why not? Well, 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 indeed, why not? But why indeed? Why focus your attention on that? You know, George, it was the experience I had with traditional media. I was on traditional media for a few shows and I realized there was so much I didn't like. And I thought that one day, instead of depending on being on a platform that is not mine, if I have the opportunity and a great team, I should do it my way. And my way is amongst many ways. It's not the only way. It's one way. And uh, I had a great team. And then I said, okay, we do interviews with no time limits, no advertisements, breaks, or uh, and raw, raw questions. You know, you I can ask whatever I want to f- ask. And I can humanize the guest as much as possible because they are human, but maybe they're used to, you know, fake interviews and formal interviews. And, and that's what we're used to. So I'm like, okay, we need something different. So I would say, how could you, what, who's the human behind the title? That was the slogan. Mm. That's it. And what's intriguing is that in many ways, that's become a profitable business in itself. Uh, and yet, of course, it then gives you the, the sort of fame platform from which to pivot to other businesses. Mm. Was it a deliberate strategy to, to, to sort of launch yourself as a personality in order to improve the sort of the, the marketability of your other companies? No. It wasn't uh, to support the others. and uh, But I knew we would be successful, if I'm very honest. I knew because I've tried so many startups, Georgia. And I like, like I said, you're passionate, you're interested, you're actually good at it. And you just keep knocking. There's only one way that is going to end. It's you've, not a secret. You've done so many things. I was listening to you so many different fields. Hmm. And I'm curious to know what is next. Is there anything next? I don't think so. Like I could see myself doing the interviews until I die. Mm. It's it's something that I would do if I never made money. It's something I really love doing. And it hits all the things that give me as a human validation and value. You know, uh, do I like the popularity? Yes, I like that I'm popular for, I hope, the right reasons for my thought, for being able to give people a, a voice. It makes me feel good. And I enjoy it and it's doing great. And 
Yeah, I think I'll continue. I don't know if I want to do another. St- I keep saying I won't, but I end up doing another business. So. I have to say, you're 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 definitely your talent. I don't know. I don't know about. I can't judge people's entrepreneurial skills, but I have to say, as far as your your talent in the talks and the interviews, uh, that definitely is where your talent lies. Uh, and it's a great pleasure to have you join us here on the radio. So thank you very much indeed, uh, Anas Bukash. It's been a pleasure having you join us on the radio. Thank, thank you, you so for your much, time. George. This is starting up on the agenda on Dubai I one hundred three point. With Virtuzone, business setup with no regrets. Welcome back to the program, Georgia Tolly here, and uh, it is starting up. It's our chance to focus, uh, basically, to put the focus on uh, what it's like to be an entrepreneur right here in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, to help me grill our guests, I'm joined by Denisa Alex, who's the marketing manager of Virtuzone. Denisa, thanks for sticking with us. Very happy to be here. Really lovely to have your insights here uh, because this week we are focusing on Emirati entrepreneurs. Uh, and I wanted to, I've got a question for you. Did you know that you, the UAE is regularly ranked first globally as the best place to start a new business? The latest global entrepreneurship index that was published back in February placed the Emirates ahead of major global economies, including the United States, the UK, Japan, Canada, South Korea, and even some EU countries. And on the program this morning, we're putting the focus on those nationals who are taking advantage of that supportive environment. And I am delighted to say that I'm joined now in the studio by the co-founder of an Emirati fintech called Loon, Halal Luta. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Georgia. It's a pleasure to be here today. It's lovely to have you with us. Can I have the elevator pitch, I suppose, for your company? What do you do? So at Loon, we're an Emirati fintech startup. We foc- we're a B2B fintech infrastructure startup focused on financial data analysis. I know it sounds a little bit too complicated, but uh, in very simple terms, we help banks and fintechs build features for their clients. That is very interesting. That is fascinating. <laughs> but you've, you've silenced both of us. We're a bit like, okay, we're not quite sure how that works, but it sounds cool. <laughs> so going on that, why did you start it? Or when did it all start? So on a, on a very you know, relatable example, for example, if you, look, if you open up your mobile banking, account, uh, mobile banking application today and you look at your transactions, half of the time you'll get quite confused about where, you're, uh, where actually are you spending your money. Absolutely, because it's just a series of numbers rather than just the name of the shop or the name of the salary payer. Absolutely. And this, while it might seem as a trivial thing or something that we didn't pay too much attention to, actually has a huge um, impact on people's financial lives and on financial literacy. So, Hilal, what does that mean? How does that happen? So, if you do not have a clear understanding of your expenditure, then that affects your Financial uh, financial awareness it affects your uh, spending habits. It affects your overall wi- financial well-being. So we f- we focus on solving this technical issue to create huge positive impact. And we really started from a very personal experience, which is I I I'm a legal professional by training. Mm-hmm. I used to work in the Dubai courts, and I used to uh, see a lot of individuals come to me uh, with you know unfortunate cases uh, over four years. Uh, ending up with debt, uh, etc. Really a bad situation. And through speaking to them for so long, I realized that the majority of them just did not have the tools to understand their finances, to be able to manage their finances. Uh, and that was where I really saw that there's a huge negative impact of uh, financial literacy and financial well-being. And when did it start? So we came, my co-founder and I came out to this uh, realization in 2020, right before mm-hmm. covid 
and we tried different attempts to solving the problem. So we started with a mobile app. We're like, okay, you know, we'd like a mobile app like we had in uh, the UK and the US to understand our finances. And then we realized, okay, we can have a much bigger impact if the solution is embedded within mobile banking and within, you know, uh, fintech mobile applications. What's been the traction so far? So far, alhamdulillah, we've been, you know, it's quite a good traction with the, we're working with some of the leading banks in the UAE and the GCC and some of the leading fintechs also. There is a real demand to solve this problem and we take care of this issue for them. Now, we know that the government likes to support nationals who want to start their own business. Have you had any help from accelerators or startup hubs? So I I believe, uh, you know, we're we're the luckiest um, people in the world in terms of starting up a business, especially in the United Arab Emirates. Whether you're a national or not a national, like the support is there. It's super easy to start a company. There are so many different accelerators programs and incubators that have so many so so many professionals that are there just to help you grow and yes we we benefited from almost all of the programs in the, in the <laughs> that's brilliant yeah. but then that shows uh, that you've really gone out there and sought that help and i think that that's also a strength often in in people who are starting their own businesses to say you know to look for the right type of help and what do these incubators do do they give you money do they give you mentors yes so you have uh, a diverse set of incubators and accelerators in the the uae some of them invest some of them just support you with the program with the mentorship with the connections with really helping you build out the business uh, the, the business plan building out the expansion plan how do how do you scale up what how do you build your team really from A to Z. And the support is there and this is the you know beautiful thing that we have here. And did you have to, because I imagine there's people listening to this at the moment thinking, I'd like some of that free support. Did you have to go to them or did they come looking for you? So, yeah, it's always, you, you got to take the first step. Yeah. You know, it's quite easy. It's just, just, you can, just as easy as a Google search mm-hmm. and then submitting a form or reaching out to them, you know, writing an email. And the support is there. They're going to reply to you. And there's so many different kinds of programs in the DIC FinTech Hive, in Shara'a, in Sharjah, in Abu Dhabi, in Hub 71, and the Mohammed Barashid Innovation Fund, and Man Social Incubator, in <laughs> Area 2071. There's quite a lot. You know. So you really know all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they've, been, uh, they've been very, very supportive from day one. Okay, we've got about 30 seconds to go because I've been very naughty and I've made the news late. Uh, what is next for you? So what's the next step? Because you're obviously doing very well in the B2B market right here in the United Arab Emirates. Are you looking internationally for expansion? So we're currently live in the UAE and Saudi Arabia. Are you? And Gosh. Yeah, and uh, we're really focusing. We just closed our pre-seed round, our investment round, and now we're uh, focusing on uh, just growing in the whole GCC and then beyond the GCC in the MENA market. And uh, we, re- we really have a very localized solution that's designed to solve the problems uh, of the region. And our focus is on growth right now. Congratulations. Amazing to speak to you. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Halal Luta, who is the co-founder of an Emirati fintech called Loon. Thank you so much for your time. A pleasure. And that does bring us to an end of this week's episode of Starting Up. You have been listening to our, it's our business special. We do it every week from 11am on the agenda.